Welcome to the Life Pro Podcast, where today I have the honor and pleasure of having Francesca McCohen, who is an empowerment coach, business mentor, and best-selling author. Today's topic is burnout, which is something that is near and dear to my heart, and I talk talk about a lot with my uh, circle of friends, so I'm excited to delve deep. But before we do, how are you today, Francesca? Oh, man, I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here, and um, actually having a really honest and transparent conversation that I think a lot of us have struggled with at least one time in our life, if not the thing that we battle with on a very um, often occasion. Absolutely. So, but before we get into the topic, uh, give us a little background on yourself, uh, on your journey in life, and what's kind of led you to where we are here. Definitely. So I was the type of child that was uh, overachiever. I wouldn't consider myself competitive, but I always had to be the shiniest person in the room. And I didn't really know why. I just thought that that was just who I, who I was. And as I continued to grow older, the need for more um, accolades and more titles and bigger stories just really kind of fed this addiction to work. And it really became something that society would glamorize when I started my entrepreneurial journey in the sense that like, you know, I was, I the grittier, the better, like all of my self-worth was really reliant on how gritty I was, how successful I was and becoming an entrepreneur over a decade ago, I've definitely had my ups and downs and I have created numerous businesses. And it wasn't until several years ago when I finally essentially got stripped of all my beautiful billboards that I had created for myself, thanks to COVID and found myself in my closet, like asking myself really fundamental questions. Like, am I a good person? Am I a funny person? Am I a good friend? Like, who am I without my bank account? Um, Do people even want to be my friends anymore because I'm not shiny. And this is when I really started unpacking where this need to overachieve and this need to work came from, from my really, um, abusive childhood. And so it has been a journey of a lifetime and I still feel like I'm in the middle of my healing journey, but my hopes today is that our conversation will really, um, help our, our listeners find a togetherness where we all are at right now on a healing journey. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start out with, uh, defining burnout. Like what, what does that actually mean? I think for everyone, it's completely different. It's like, and this is my own opinion, so take it or leave it. I'm not a doctor, Um, but it's like asking someone what it feels like to be in love. Like we all have our different version of that. For me, burnout looks like essentially barely able to function where I'm like constantly looking for something to numb. So like scrolling social media, um, finding it really difficult to get out of bed finding it really difficult to, I don't know why the word turned on is coming through, but get turned on about life, turned on about new business ideas, turned on about still fulfilling my obligations. Whereas at one point, these things made me really, really excited. And again, if anyone is listening is into human design, we all have our not self theme. And for me as a projector, it's bitterness. So I know that I'm getting really burnt out when I'm becoming very bitter. I'm resenting the people around me. I'm, I'm feeling very lethargic. And I'm just no longer excited by life, which I know isn't who I am at my core. But the thing is, is that when we're in burnout, we can't remember what it was like before, because we're really operating in survival mode from day to day, just trying to get through the day. And it's looking at where our energy 
our time and our focus is going as the benchmark of, okay, am I on the brink of burnout again? Am I burned out? Like, is there a way that I could protect my energy a little bit more here? And so again, burnout looks different for everyone, but I would say fundamentally, if you find yourself kind of numbing and scrolling through life in general, there's, you've probably overdone it. So you're looking for an escape. You're looking for like escaping reality, whether it's uh, drugs, alcohol, or social media, which is some people consider a drug, um, is is a way away from reality. So, you know, I, for my circle of friends, and uh, we're all kind of in our mid-40s, uh, most of us have been in the same occupation for, you know, now 20 or some years. I think it become, life becomes mundane, and that maybe is an element of, of, of burnout, is maybe boredom. Yeah. Um, feeling less challenged and you know with the way the economy is and inflation uh, our money doesn't go this the same way so now we feel the pressures of having to make more and more money which causes us to work more and really become diligent in our efforts to uh expand our wealth and security um so what what if so let's say we've recognized that we're getting burned out now what what should we do i mean some people feel lost because they have they feel like they have no power to to change things i think you've just hit the nail on the head it's reclaiming that personal power and i know when we hear this phrase it can feel really daunting like well how do i do that and it really is about going back to basics so it's it's finding like where we're giving away our power and going back to that attention, that time, that energy, that focus, and it's all compounded micro decisions at the end of the day. So if you decide, you know, one day, like, look, I'm really, I'm feeling like I'm in the mundane. I, I don't feel turned on by life. I'm really like not excited about anything. I feel like just day in and day out, it's the same thing. Let me look, see if I can look at this differently. So it's like getting up first thing in the morning. What do you do? Like, do you instantly check your phone? Are you instantly grabbing? Are are you nourishing your body with a healthy breakfast? Are you thinking about possibly meditating for five minutes, even if that means you just close, like keep your eyes closed, but you're awake and you do, you know, a hundred things you're grateful for. Just it's looking at our life with curiosity, looking at how we're currently operating. Cause again, when we're in burnout, we're most likely like little robots. We're just creatures of habit going through the same motions every single day. And humans are really meant to evolve. So naturally after a while, we're going to feel really bored because it's like the same thing every day. And so if we can even change the smallest routine, like how we first wake up or how we create some sort of ritual before we go to bed for ourselves, um, I find that this is the easiest way to slowly reclaim that power because the more you can do this on a very small micro level, the mm -hmm. macro level starts to naturally unfold because of it. How do you find the power to do that? I mean, you obviously, like we said, you have to recognize the burnout. Then you have to say, okay, I need to make these subtle changes and have those uh, reflections, meditations, affirmations, all those things to help us kind of guide us to get to the point of flow and clarity, I would imagine. Um, but I, I I still think people find themselves a little helpless. They feel like they can't find the the courage to make the changes they need to do and take the time that they need because of the fear of change. 
Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of us get focused on the output and we forget about the input. And so we're looking at, well, I don't have enough money in my bank account, or I don't like the way that I look, or I don't like the way that I feel in the morning, or I don't like how the lack of closeness I have in my relationship. So we get really fixated on the output. And then we think, oh, someone else has the answer. Let me go and find them. Or it can't be me. Whereas when we realize what the things are that we don't like, because here's the thing with life, it's so easy to know what we don't like, what we hate, what we can't stand. It's a lot harder to sit here and think, well, here's like 10 things I absolutely love. And I remember when I was going through a big period of my life of burnout, I was on a retreat and I was literally sitting in the room by myself. And I was like, all right, Francesca, think of things that you love. Like, how would you like your life to be different? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just really pissed off right now. Like, I hate everything in my life. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, let's make a list of all the things that we hate. And so I did. And it was pages and pages long. And then I looked at each one of those things. And I noticed that there was a theme. There was a theme around not having freedom. There was a theme around feeling like I had built a cage for my life and called it a business. I hated being trapped in my marriage. Like there were so many themes, but they were originally around freedom. And I was like, okay, well now what are the things that I can control? What are the ways that I could show up differently to this? And the first thing that I did was I created to, I decided to create systems within my business to try to get some of my time back. So I didn't have to be in the business every single day. And so this is what I mean by, it is very easy to get stuck in feeling powerless. But if you can, if you think that you're worthy enough, which I know everyone listening to this podcast does, then it's having that honest conversation with yourself. And the easiest way is to start listing the things that you hate, find the themes, and then think of one thing that you could implement within the next week that might give you a little bit of relief. It's not about building, you know, the yellow big brick road within 24 hours. It's about finding a brick and placing it in the right place. Making the steps, taking the steps, even slowly yeah. to get to the point. Um, yeah, I, th I think you nailed it. And uh, so you talked about uh, some childhood trauma that you went through. How, how does, how does, or how do you think that affected you um, later in life uh, when it comes to your work ethic and getting to burn out and all those, all those things that we're talking about. I definitely think that it, um, it, it was very easy for me to disconnect from my core desires and needs. I, you know, always started placing people ahead of me and I would have never called myself a people pleaser. I would have never identified as someone who had codependency, but my thing was about, you tell me you want me to jump and I will ask how high it won't. It's fine. If I don't want to, it's fine. If I don't have legs, it's fine. If I will die, I will just ask you how high. And this really stems from the need of, of being seen and never being seen as a child. And, um, you know, for me, disassociating with basic bodily needs at one point in my life, got to the point where I landed in the hospital and, um, you know, with this definitely fueled burnout because it was like, okay, why well, feel this? Why well, I can take this type of medication for that. And I feel this well, you know, I can push myself harder and it just, I treated myself as if I was just some sort of robot versus actually realizing that we all have a soul and we all have a mission and we've all come here for a reason. And it's, it's, almost this beautiful adventure to finally own that and let it play out in your life 
to, to actually discover who it is that you were always meant to be before the world told you, you had to do things differently. Um, and so really coming from a, a abusive childhood and coming through up, you know, coming up through the foster care system, I find there's two different types of people. There's the type of people that kind of slip through the cracks and, um, just think that the world doesn't care about them. And then there's the type of people that are so desperate for the world to see them that they really compromise their own health and well-being and future relationships, uh, just completely ignoring themselves and, and their their innate human needs at the end of the day. Right. So, you know, you talked a little bit about, uh, about this, and it, it really it's about being authentic and true to yourself, like really understanding and being honest with yourself. Uh, about where you are in life and why you're feeling this this burnout. Um, do, do we always have to do we always have to think of it as having to take a few steps back before we could take a few steps forward? I know you talked about maybe you know how you lighten your work workload and you you basically started allocating some of your work and 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 created a better life for yourself by not working on the business, not in the business. And not everybody has the luxury of, of being able to do that. So um, what perspective can we give people on, on that? So I firmly believe that there is a lot of power in the slow down. Slow down. And um, there was a time in my life where it felt like nails on a chalkboard to slow down. I, I had numerous panic and anxiety attacks because all I ever knew was fast. And it didn't matter because if I got it wrong, then I could just get out of it faster and didn't really ever think about um, repercussions, which is great, especially for like an entrepreneurial spirit or anyone who's like a true go-getter. You know, we just, we don't think we just do, but there was a time where I realized, and it's, you know, someone gave me the analogy of the bow and arrow in order to get precisely where it is that you want to go as fast as you want to go, you need to take a moment to actually draw and aim. And in that mo moment of pulling back the arrow and really steadying yourself, it feels like the void. It feels like time has stopped. It feels like you're taking steps back. But in actuality, we're never taking steps back. I mean, how many times have we been on some sort of road trip and we think we just have to go over here, but then you like start going in the complete opposite direction and you're like, but I need to go this way, but it's actually the fastest way to get there. And so I think we have to really release the fact that we got it wrong or we've made a mistake or now we've been sent like 20 steps backwards. We needed all the information that brought us to this moment to be able to hold the next version of ourselves. And so let's say that, um, going back to your example in my business where I decided, okay, I really need to figure out a way to go from working six and seven days a week to one or two days a week. And it felt terrifying and I didn't know how I was going to do it. And this is just one example. Somebody could be listening to this and you have the same opportunity in your families with your health and your career. Like this is just an example. And I somehow did it in six months. And um, it's now something that I teach to other floral entrepreneurs and they go in and they've now enhanced their lives. And so even though in the moment it felt like a total step back because I, you know, got rid of a lot of systems, I got rid of a lot of employees, I had like legal issues, like I was terrified and I was just so 
um, motivated by the idea of freedom, of location freedom and time freedom and financial freedom, but it made zero sense. I had no proof. And a lot of times when our human has no evidence, it's very hard to get it on board. But we, we there is this soul part of us that's like, we just got to go. We got to do this thing. And we sometimes have to slow down in order to recalibrate. So if anyone's feeling like, you know, I've, I've had to take a step back, just always remember that this is happening for a very specific reason, because whatever it is that you've been calling in, you are required to be a different type of person, like a different version of yourself to actually be able to hold that, to receive that. And you're in the most perfect place that you could be in for that next step. Yeah, I like to say that, you know, life is a marathon and not a sprint. I think sometimes we forget, right? We're we're trying to get to where we're going as fast as we can, but we don't understand like, you know, if we if we keep the pace, that pace of too fast, what happens? We burn out, right? So we have to kind of maintain that level where we know that we can get to to our end point because we know where we want to we know where we want to go. It's just a matter of pacing ourselves. And I and it relates really uh, directly to our topic today is, you know, you really have to recalibrate, as you said, and find the right speed and and don't think of it as slowing down. You're just doing, you're going through the process that you need to go through and mm-hmm. you're going through the things that you need to get through because that's what the universe has in store for you to get to where you're going. And, uh, you know, we just got to keep that positive momentum in our lives. And as long as we're, you know, moving forward, uh, you know, we don't, we don't have to finish first. We don't have to finish last. We just, we we're, we're battling against ourselves, not against anybody else. Absolutely. And if you ever have doubt, which is totally normal because the brain is literally here to keep us safe. It's finding a time in your life where you are going through something similar because, you know, we have life themes and we have cycles and I know a lot of people are throwing around like, you know, you can do hard things and there's all these like really great empowerment memes and in the back of our mind, we're like, yeah, right. But this really sucks. Like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. And, you know, I'm negative in my bank account and I, I really feel hopeless in this moment. It's like, can you find one time in your life that you felt very similar and how did you lead yourself through it? And why was that so important? Because we're always wiser in hindsight. You know, we can always look back and be like, I wouldn't have had it happen any other way. And can this, I can't even imagine like this I couldn't imagine a better outcome like this is so crazy it would have never occurred to me and this is a magic that really softens us softens us if we allow ourselves to be open to it even in our most difficult time of need yeah absolutely and you know a lot of a lot of you know uh, during my podcast, we talk about the power of now. I've, I've talked to a bunch of guests about that. And it's really, you know, learning from our past experiences, but not living in our past and moving forward and, and focusing on the now, what what it takes for us to be able to move forward in, in the best possible way for a better life. And I, you know, I, I fully believe that resonates with the, our current topic as well. You know, there's, we can't worry about what's happened and let us to the point of burnout. We need to focus on what we can do to move forward and make the changes required uh, to, to improve our lives. And that's really, you know, what the life pro podcast is about, right? Uh, I like to say that life, uh, everything life has a manual except for life itself. So that's what we're trying to do here is provide content for everybody listening to make changes, to have a better life and really reflect on, what their life is like and how we can improve it. Um, 
So one thing that I ask all of my guests is, what is one thing you want to teach the world? Doesn't have to be related to the topic. Oh, that's so good. Um, this is going to sound so cliche, but that you can literally be and do anything you want in this in this lifetime. It's not based on your age, the color of your skin, your location, um, what sex you orient yourself with. We really live in a day and age that is so incredibly progressive to what our parents, grandparents, great grandparents, you know, ancestors were privy to. And it's being able to release all of that, you, all of those generational codes as to why we can or cannot do something and truly back to that personal power, like taking power back into our own hands yeah. on how we how we do life, how we co-create life, who we share our life with, how we show up in this life. And again, it's it's not that you're going to find the manual tomorrow at 10 a.m. It starts with tiny little micro decisions that are usually uh, like little red flags when you feel frustrated, when you feel angry. Those are all subtle signs that this is not meant for you or the way that this is going is not meant for you or this could be different. And a lot of times we've been programmed to think that means that something's wrong with us or that that something is bad, but it really is just the beautiful opportunity to just ask the universe, like, help me see this differently. And I can tell you, there's been numerous times in my life that even with my husband of almost 13 years, it's like sitting down saying, Hey, um, I need to revise the terms and conditions of this relationship because we have grown as humans and you, you have the power, because especially the day and age that we live in now to really be and create whatever it is that you want in this lifetime. Absolutely. I think we are, we are our first worst enemies. We limit our abilities by what we believe and what we can accomplish. And, uh, you know, I think that as long as we set our minds to it, we can achieve anything. I a hundred percent agree with that. And I love what you said, as far as your relationship, I think that you, that's pertinent to anything, right? Our friendships, our relationships, even our work uh, process, um, especially this day and age, everything evolves much faster due to the amount of information that's out there. Like, you know, we're, we're living in such good times when it comes to like information and capabilities, but then obviously the downside of everything moving so fast and all the issues and problems and, and the anxiety levels are all time high. Um, so, you know, all we can do is just move forward and better ourselves. And, you know, when we hit those roadblocks, whether it's um, a burnout or any other obstacles, you know, it, it's inevitable. We we all have issues constantly thrown at us all the time. And we, we have to have thick skin and we have to be able to preserve, persevere over these issues. And, and, and if we set our minds to, to anything, no matter age, sex or religion, doesn't matter. We, we can accomplish anything. Um, was there a book that uh, maybe inspired you or impacted your life um, in any way? So there's a book called A Child Called It, and it is based on a man's journey of being an abused child. And in there's this, it's a trilogy. So the first book is his childhood. The second book is adolescence. And the third book is him becoming a parent. And this was the first time I picked this book up, uh, probably when I was 21. And it was the first time I had heard about anyone else who had been through something that I had been through. Uh, up until this point, I had just tried to outwork it out 
perform it, you know, be the pretty tall, blonde, tan girl that everyone really loved and just pretend it didn't happen. And it, when I picked up that book, I just had chills. And for the first time in my life, I felt like I wasn't alone. And it was a, a, a huge memoir that actually inspired me to write my own. And so that I would have to say that's the book that changed my life. It's called um, the, I think it's called the boy called it or the child called it. Mm, great. Tell us a little bit more about your book. Sister Thriving is a memoir of how I broke the uh, generational cycle of childhood poverty, abuse, and trauma. It is officially out as of a few days ago, and um, I am just incredibly grateful for this healing journey that I gave myself. I joke that I've been in like a two-year-long therapy session. I when I first signed up to write this book, it came from that place of, yeah, I'll just write a book in two months and it'll be great. And then I'll move on with my life. And that was definitely not the case. Uh, but it's it's um, a piece of work that I'm incredibly proud of. And my my whole motive behind writing this book is really helping all of us as a collective find strength and sharing our story, uh, especially as women. I feel like a lot of us have just been told to suffer in silence in order to be nice, palatable, ladylike, whatever the word is that you want to insert here. And um, my whole hope is that it just raises awareness for a really huge systemic issue that we have uh, around the world, especially when it comes to broken homes and broken families, and realizing that those cycles continue to repeat themselves until somebody decides to be the cycle breaker. And it is one of the hardest and loneliest paths to walk because it essentially means that you're leaving your family unit on many different levels but it's also one of the most beautiful gifts that you can give yourself to reparent yourself as well as raise a healthy um, next generation where they, they don't experience what you did and the people that came before you experienced as well. That's awesome. I, I look forward to reading it uh, and I commend you to find, you know, to, to, to commend you for finding the courage to write a book. I know it's not easy. Uh, it's something that, you know, I, I've thought about, you know, as, as, as far as all of these podcasts that we're doing, it's to kind of put it together and, and write a book, write, write that manual. Um, it, it is a mountain, but if, if it's something I want to do, I definitely know I can do it. And, and, and thanks to you to, for teaching us that today. Uh, last question before I let you go, how can people follow you or get in touch with you? I think the best place is just come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm on there almost every single day. It's just, you can find me Francesca.McCohen. I know that's 18 letters. So just check out the show yeah. notes. I'm sure it'll be linked and say, hi, let me know you've listened to the episode so we can chat about it. Sounds good. Thank you. I had so much fun. Uh, and every time I think about burnout, I'll, I'll think of you and <laughs> uh, hope you had as much fun as I did. I did. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much. I want to remind everybody, like, follow, and share. Help us spread the word. Take care, Francesca. Thanks.